We are in the middle of a series called De-Stress. Now, I will be honest with you, when I, God first gave me these first two sermons, I didn't know how long this was going to go. But since I've started this series, my, my phone and text messages and emails are blowing up and people saying, this is really speaking to me where I live. I really needed to hear these messages. And the Holy Spirit's begin to pour out even more revelation in this area. Today is no, no exception. So I hope that you're ready. You know, 20% of teens ages 13 to 18 currently have some debilitating mental illness. 63% of 18 to 24-year-olds reported symptoms of anxiety, depression. 25% of teens and that, I mean, and young adults in that age report increased substance use to deal with stress in their life. Another 25% say they are seriously considering suicide. The enemy would like nothing more, hear me today, the enemy would like nothing more than to make you think that this world would be a better place without you, but hear me today, that is a lie. That is a lie. The enemy wants to make you think you're not important, that you'd be better off not here, but God's got a God-given destiny for your life. And if you can see past your pain right now, if you can see past your anxiety right now, I want you to know there is victory, there is healing, there is testimony waiting for you. If you begin to get into what God wants in your life, don't make a temporary problem become a permanent problem because you made a quick solution to end your life. Then you left your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters and your aunts and your uncles, your cousins, your friends are all going to have to spend the rest of their life grieving because you chose to do what you thought was right when it was really wrong. That's the enemy lying to you. You have a God-given purpose and there is a better day waiting for you. There is peace waiting for you. So how do I get past this dark season, pastor? Don't give up. Don't give up. You will get through this. One day soon, you'll look back and be glad you didn't give up. 50% of people in America will deal with some kind of mental illness in their lifetime. Can I tell you this? You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. You are allowed to fight back. You are allowed to fight back from what the enemy's trying to do in your life. Uh, can I just tell you this, that I believe that, first of all, if you're suffering with some kind of mental illness or something that can be helped with medication, I am all for that. My friend Joe preached on the first Wednesday worship a, a, a month ago and said, listen, sometimes God heals through supernatural and sometimes God heals through medication. It's okay to take your medication. I got pastor friends who suffer with bipolar uh, mental disorder, and they will take their medicine, and then they say, I start feeling better, and then they feel guilty about being a pastor and taking medication, and they'll get, quit doing it, and then they start slipping off and, and going crazy, and then they're like, wow, how'd it happen? Well, I, I didn't want to take the medication. How can, I, how can I preach? And so they asked me, how can I preach if I'm taking that medication? I said, God has chosen to give the doctors the wisdom it's okay. 
It's okay. It's okay to take the medication they give you to help your chemical in your brain. God has gave them knowledge. It's okay. It doesn't make you less of a Christian. It doesn't make you less of a pastor. It doesn't make you less of a person. So I want to just preference this whole message and saying it's okay. It's okay to go. Listen, guys, go have your levels checked. Ladies, go have your levels checked. There could be a reason. Maybe your hormones are going crazy. Maybe your, your testosterone is low, guys. There's a lot of things that go along in mental capacity that help us live out normal lives that can be very easily balanced out. Now, there's other times, I believe, also, though, today, it's not going to really deal with, that had to do with a spirit that attacks us, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of fear. But look what Romans 15, 13 says. I pray that God, the source, come on, hear this, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, the opposite of depression is this scripture right here. The opposite of anxiety is this scripture right here. God has the opposite waiting for you when you learn to tap into the spirit of joy and peace and hope that he has for your life. You don't have to always be bound with anxiety, fear, depression, sadness. God has got a spirit of hope, a spirit of joy, and a spirit of peace he wants you to walk in. Even when you are battling through your darkest day, he is not leaving you. He is not forsaking you. He is with you. And so you've got to learn to, to tap into it and see that God has a different thing for me. God has a different level than I'm living my life right now. It's an overflowing hope. It's an overflowing flow. You will overflow with this confident hope. It's an overflowing hope that God wants to do in your life. It's an overflowing peace he wants to pour out. The resurrection power the Bible says that raised Jesus from the dead is the same resurrection power but lives in every believer today. And I want you to know that resurrection power is inside of you. He wants to re resurrect some things in your life. When you lose joy, he wants to resurrect joy. When you lose your peace, he wants to resurrect peace. When you lose hope, he wants to resurrect hope in your life. So today, how do we do that? How do we walk this out? The lie is, it will never get better. That's what the enemy wants to tell you. It will never get better. I'll never be happy again. I'll always be sad. I'll always be dealing with anxiety. I'll always be dealing with this fear. The dark days aren't leaving me. It's never going to get better. I can't cope with this. That's a lie from the enemy. He wants you to live your life defeated. He wants you to live your life in fear and anxiety. He wants you to live your life without the peace of God. He wants you to live your life full of no hope. But how many know our God is the best hope dealer there is? Come on now. Some of you need to get a hold of this hope dealer and realize he restores hope. He restores your peace. Joshua 1.3, look what it says God said, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. I love this because he says, God says, I will give you after you take a step of faith. See, sometimes we want God to give it to us, then we'll take a step of faith. 
But that's not the way God does math. God says, I want you to take a step of faith. Then I will give you the promise. Then I will give you the blessing. Then I'll pour out. So that means in my depression, in my fear, in my anxiety, when I take steps of faith to leave that, even though I'm not feeling that at the time, it releases something by faith in the spiritual realm. It begins to release something that happened in my heart. It begins to release something that happened in my life. It takes faith. It's going to require you. When you're going through your dark season, it will require you to take steps of faith to leave that season. It will take you steps of faith to leave out of the depression, even when you don't feel it yet. But that's what God is wanting from you, steps of faith. Without faith, it's impossible, right, to please the Lord. Take a step of faith, then God moves. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command, be strong. Come on now. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. He doesn't want you to live your life afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So when you have anxiety and fear, depression setting in on your life, realize this spirit is not of God. It doesn't come from God. It's the very opposite of what God wants to have for my life. And so I've got to be strong. When I'm feeling fear and anxiety, it's no time to be weak. It's no time to step back and let, okay, fear, anxiety, you just have your way in my mind. You just have your way in my life. I'm going to sit back and let you rule. No, 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 no. You have been given a spirit of an overcomer. Why did he give us a spirit of an overcomer? Because he expects you to overcome some things in your life. He wants you to overcome the dark seasons in your life. He wants you to overcome the hard days in your life. It's okay because God is with you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. God has not left you yet and he's not going to leave you. He said, I will be with you every step of your journey. When you look to him, he is there. And so I understand this. So when we fight, look at this. When we fight, we got to realize it's, when we fight, it's not about our strength. It's about God's strength. When we fight the battle, it's not about how strong you are. It's about how strong God is. See, that's where we mess up because we look at our own strength and go, man, I ain't got the strength to fight. I ain't got the strength to battle. And so we just, we just feel walls closing in on us. We feel darkness setting in. And we feel like we don't have any strength to fight it. But it's okay. You don't fight in your strength. You fight in your father's strength. Understand that today. It's not about you. It's about who God is. The minute it's about you, then God says, all right, take it, big boy. Go for it. See how far you get. Ephesians 3.20, look what it says. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine according to my power that is at work within us, right? No, no, no. According to who? Let's say it together. According to his power. One more time, as loud as you can. According to his power that is in work within us. It's not my power. That's the great news today. The great news is this. It's not your power. I don't care how strong you are, you're not strong enough on your own. 
I don't care how weak you are, you still got the power of God in your life if you learn to let God, learn to let God work in your life. You, can I just tell you this today? Know this. You're allowed to fight back. If no one's ever taught you this before, I know sometimes, let's be honest, those of you in my generation, one of the greatest gifts our parents ever gave us was taught us how to fight back. Now, we got to be careful. I know, I get it. I get it. We don't always teach our kids to fight back because of bad things that happen, and I get that. But one of the greatest gifts my parents ever gave me was taught me how to stand up for myself, how to fight back against the bullies that were picking on me every day. So I can either come home crying every day, defeated, or I can stand up and learn how to fight for myself. And so what was one of the greatest gifts? And I, I want to be that person today who says, it's okay. I want to release today. And this, if you get nothing else from this message, I want you to hear this today. It's okay for you to learn to fight back. You don't have to take it. You don't have to sit around and let the bully, the enemy come in and conquer your life bring a spirit of depression, anxiety, and fear in your life, take away your peace, you can learn to fight back. I remember our youngest twins, Hallie and Hayden. One day they were out playing on the, uh, the playground up around the corner from the house. And while they were there, uh, some of the older kids showed up. And they were, they were taking their ball and we give it back. And usually the two of them together, they can handle about anybody their own age. <laughs> yeah, there was twin power. So how many know you mess with one, you mess with both, and they just got to get on them, you know, how it was always the toughest one, of course. But we want to know this. Just playing, Hayden. Uh, but you didn't mess with, mess with one, you mess with both of them. So if they came home, there were some pretty big boys that were picking on them. They came home upset. They, they kicked them off the basketball court where let them play, even though they were there first, and they're upset. And started telling me about it, and I said, Landon, come here. That's right. Their big brother. I said, you go down there and find out what's going on. Get their ball back from those boys who took it and tell them they're either going to play with them or they can get off the court. All right, Dad. So he's heading up there. And these two twins who came in kind of sniffing, you know, and sad and upset, you should have seen them going back up the hill. You might as well just play the Rocky thing. They were like, "Woo, yeah, yeah, my brother's here now. What you going to do, Turkey? What you going to do? They were like, oh, man, when their big brother was out there with them, they walked up the hill with the confidence. They walked up a hill knowing that they were not in the battle alone. It was no more an unmatched fight, but they had somebody on their side who was a lot bigger than they were, who was a lot stronger than they were. You got to understand who's on your side. You got to understand you are not fighting alone. You don't fight with your power. It's God's power fighting for you. This is why you can go with confidence. This is why you can pray with confidence. This is why you can speak to anxiety with confidence. This is why you can speak to depression with confidence. This is why you can speak to your mind with authority because you are not walking in your own power. You're walking in the power power that's inside of you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on now. Turn to your neighbor and say, learn to fight back.
This is not a solo battle. God's power. And sometimes we need friends' helps. Never ever feel like you can't admit you need help to somebody. I want you to know here at Destiny Church, we welcome everybody who says, I can't fight alone. This house is full of people, your pastor included. We can't fight alone. We need each other. I need God's power, and that he's given me power of friends, of church family. Never ever feel like you can't ask for help. Never ever feel like you can't admit, I need help. Never feel like you can't admit, I'm weak. Never feel like you can't admit, I'm battling depression. Never feel like you can't admit, I'm battling something in my heart with fear and anxiety. It's okay to admit those things. Can I be very honest with you? It's something I've said often here at Destiny. I belong, I believe it needs repeated today. The church is a hospital, not a courtroom. If you think people are going to judge you here, you're in the wrong place today. You will receive zero judgment here, but you will receive healing when you can admit that I've got some things I need help with. I need help. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Two people are better off than one. Ever been here? They can help each other succeed. I need you to succeed in my life. You need the person next to you to succeed in your life. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But too many people live right here. But someone who falls alone, they're in real trouble. See, that's what the enemy does. He gives you a spirit of depression, anxiety. He starts isolating you from your church family, from your friends, from your family. No one really cares about me. No one really wants to be with me. I don't want to be with people. And so it starts driving me to isolation because that's what the enemy does. Because there he can pick you off. There he can bring a spirit of darkness and oppression upon you because you're by yourself. But the Bible says don't live there. Go. Be with the person next to you. Go do life together with the people in your church. Go around people who can speak life and pray with you, who can encourage you, people who can cry with you, people who can tell you there's going to be a better day. Don't give up. God's got a miracle waiting for your life. God's going to do something of healing in your life. Be around people who understand the power of God moving in your life. So you got to enlist an army. Learn to enlist an army of people in your life. We all need that. There is something beautiful about admitting I'm broken and I need help. Can I tell you, if you're here today and feeling like you're the only one who's broken, that's a lie of the enemy. I can tell you there's been plenty of times in my life that I felt broken. And this room is full of people who are broken people. But together, God's grace has put us back together again. Together, God's grace is healing us. Together, God's grace is doing the best heart surgery i ever known to man. God is doing something beautiful in the lives of people who say, I don't got it all together. Surrounding yourself with people who push us. Listen, when you enlist in the army, you want to surround yourself with people who push you to God who push you to the healer. His name is Jesus. You want to be around people who push you into the presence of God. When you are going through depression and they 
push you to go hang out and to drink some more beer and to get drunk and to smoke this and to take this to escape. They're not the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. Surround yourself with people who say, let's go worship together. Let's go pray together. Let's go to church together. Come on, God's got something better for you. So enlist an army to help you, not bring you back down. All right? And number three, I want you to write this down. It's a spiritual battle. When it comes to defeating the spirit, realize it is a spiritual battle. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in a spiritual battle. It's important. You got to understand it. You are not just fighting anxiety. You are not just fighting depression. You are also fighting the spirit of the enemy. You got to understand that. See, if you understand that, then it helps you comprehend what's going on better. Understand, you're not just fighting those things, you're fighting against the enemy. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 makes it very, very clear. Finally, be strong. Come on now, be strong. In case you didn't hear it, be strong in the Lord. Not in your own power, but in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our battle, you're in a battle. It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in, heavenly, in the heavenly realms. Today, understand you are in a battle. Why do we need our armor? Because we're at war. Why did God tell us to put on our spiritual armor? Because he expects you to fight. Do you hear me? God expects you to learn to fight back. But the great news is you're not fighting back in your own power. You're just taking a step of faith, putting on the whole armor of God, saying, God is going to fight my battles. When I take out into faith and say, God, you're bigger than this depression. God, you're bigger than this anxiety. God, you're bigger than this fear. I am stepping into the battle with the whole armor of God, and God begins to fight on my behalf in his power. But God wants me to take a step of faith. That's what happens. He's wanting you to learn to fight. You're in a war. So how do we do that? That's the, that's the question today. Are you ready for the answer? How many want to know, how do we fight back, Pastor? How do we fight back? I'm glad you asked. Here you go. This is how we're going to fight back. Three ways we're going to fight back. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. And we're going to war. Uh, Pastor, um, don't you have anything deeper? I got, I've heard that before. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to fight. Can I tell you, there is nothing deeper and more powerful than being in the presence of the Lord. Don't overthink it. Don't make... I don't, you don't have to have Bible college theology degree to understand this principle. There is something powerful about putting yourself in the middle of the presence of the Lord. And when I pray, I invite the presence of the Lord. When I worship, I invite the presence of the Lord. Don't overthink it. This is how we fight our battles. It's not that deep, but it requires faith when I don't feel like it. 
It requires faith when I don't want to take that step. It requires faith. Uh, you got to understand there is scripture declarations for war. And I'm going to give these to you. Get your phones ready. Take a picture of this slide. Come on now. Take your camera out. Take a picture of the slide. I'm not going to read all these scriptures to you today. But this is what I want you to do. When you begin to feel depression, anxiety, and fear, or any kind of spirit of heaviness trying to come in a way, I want you to begin to say out loud these scriptures right here. 1 Peter 5, 7, Joshua 1, 9, Isaiah 35, 4, Isaiah 54, 17, 1 John 4, 4, Romans 15, 13, Deuteronomy 24. These are just some right here. This is ammunition right here. I want you to say them out loud. And what you're going to do is you're going to do this. Whatever the level, I want you to put on some worship music and begin to worship the Lord. And whatever level you raise the music to. Now, this doesn't have to be a church. I'm talking about in your car. I'm talking about at home while you're getting ready in your bedroom. I'm talking about in your kitchen when you're preparing dinner, when you're folding the lawn. Whatever it is, you begin to put on some worship music. You hear me? Put on some worship music. And whatever level that music is, give me a little bit of organ over here. Come on, level up a little bit here. Whatever you feel that level is, I want you to bring your voice up to match that level, okay? I want you to begin to speak. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper in the name of the Lord. You have not given me a spirit of fear. You have not given me a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, of a strong spirit. And I want you to begin to speak those things over your life. And I want you to match that level. Well, pastor, I'm not going to do it very loud. Well, then turn your music down. But either way, I'm just telling you, whatever breakthrough you need, sometimes it's going to require you to get loud. And you don't have to do this in church. You can do it at home when nobody's there. So you can sing off key and nobody's going to care. And you can sing loud and you can quote these scriptures loud. I want you to read it and quote it at the same level as the music. Are you hearing me? Worship. And when you feel the panic attack coming on, I want you to do these three things right here. Okay, look at this. I want you to feel overwhelming panic attack and depression, anxiety. First of all, I want you to stop. I want you to take a deep breath. Let's all do it again. Ready? Take a deep breath. Hold it in. Let it out. See, Genesis 2, 7 says that God breathed life into man. So when you take that breath of air, you remind yourself, God breathed life into me. He's the one who breathed life into me. And when I'm breathing in and holding that in, I'm reminded of God, you're the one who breathes life into me. And then you're going to take, number two, you're going to take your sound mind. Second, 1 Timothy 1.7 says, He has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you a spirit of power and of a sound mind. God has given you a sound mind. And you're going to take that sound mind. You're going to breathe. You're going to let it out. Do that three or four times. And then you're going to take your sound, remind yourself, i got a sound mind. With that sound mind, I'm going to go back to these scriptures and I'm going to begin to declare this over my life. I'm going to begin to declare out loud. I'm going to read them. I'm going to quote them. I'm going to say them out loud. I'm going to worship the Lord. And as I do that, I promise you, anxiety and fear, depression will begin to leave your mind and your body. It will happen. I promise you. But you're going to have to take a step of faith and say, I've got to learn to fight. And the last point here is this. I want you to get this. The battle begins in God's presence. 
Realize this, the battle begins in God's presence. I read the story about how butterflies, when they, before they're formed, as they're just a caterpillar in their cocoon, that as they start to sprout their wings, they, the fluid starts pumping through their, their arms and they start getting growing these wings and they, they try to flap them. And they can't flap them because the cocoons, they're resistant. So they're inside that cocoon, they're just flapping, flapping, flapping until they give out. And they get more strength to feel that fluid coming. They start flapping them again and flapping them again. And every day they do that, they're not strong enough to break out a cocoon, but they're building muscles. And their wings are growing because they're flapping them underneath there, even though they're not moving them very far because they're resistant. They're still trying to. The fluid's pumping through there. They're growing their wings and they're getting stronger. Then one day they do it and they're strong enough and they break out of the cocoon, and then they are strong enough to begin to fly away as a butterfly because they've been exercising those muscles inside their cocoon. Are you seeing this spiritual analogy to this? Sometimes you feel the cocoon coming, and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Listen to me today. Don't be discouraged on day one when you try this and you still feel depressed. Don't be discouraged on day one when you take a step of faith and do this that you still don't have some issues you're dealing with. But I promise you, keep flapping your wings. Keep stepping out on faith. Keep battling by faith and see if God will begin to strengthen you. Then pretty soon, you, one day you're going to get up, that music's going to hit, and you're going to start quoting. All of a sudden, you're going to go, pow! You're going to feel that spirit break from you. You're going to feel that spirit lifting from you, and you're going to begin to fly again and say, God, only you, God, only you could do this. God, only you could cause me to soar again. God, only you could cause me to spread my wings again. God, only you could break down the walls that the enemy has built in my life. God, only you can do that. And that takes a step of faith. You're building up your spiritual muscles. Today, before you can do that, the first and most important thing you can do is give your life to Jesus. Listen, you can't tap into what I'm telling you today without the power of Jesus in your life. The power that he gives all of his followers, all who believe in him, he gives you this supernatural power. So it starts right there. So as you bow your heads, you're here today say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus. I've never, ever given my life to Jesus before. We're not going to do anything to single you out. We're not going to embarrass you, I, I promise you. But if you're here today, say, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I want to believe that he died on the cross for the, my sins and the sins of the world. That he was, he was God's only son. As he died on the cross, he was buried. On three days later, he was resurrected. Now sitting at the right hand of the Father. I want to put my faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I believe he is the power that I need in my life, and I've never surrendered my life. And today, if that's you, can you just raise your hand where I can see you and say, that's me. I'm ready to make it. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Come on, raise it high. You're not alone today. You're not alone. Raise it. Today's your day. Thank you. If you raise your hand, I want you to say this prayer out loud with me. As Christians around you, we'll help you along. Say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you all the days of my life. Amen. If you 
said that prayer, say, welcome to the family of God. Come on now.